0: Beats, the flow, the rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Streets saying our podcast. All right, we ready to get started. How y'all feeling out there tonight? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here,
1: Man.
0: Well. We are live today, so welcome to The Street Saying Our Podcast. It's your host, Giddy Jicky with it. It's your other host, Johnny No Good. And we are in it. We have just witnessed a treat, um, a blessing. I'm going to call it a blessing based on what we just heard. Uh, We got two of our favorite people and artists in the city, in the region, in the country with us today that just came out with just some fire, man. Just want to give a shout out. And welcome to the stage, Thailand and Light Pro. We are so happy that y'all invited us here to be with y'all in this moment. Um, And we're going to get right to it, man. So you don't know the half. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You
0: don't know. Where did that title get inspired from? We don't know any, actually. So tell us what the half is.
3: Oh. So I mean, I think it just kind of is playing off of the same. Whenever somebody is talking about something relatively dramatic or very intense, and they're like, "Oh man, you don't even know the half." That's what it was. It was saying like, if you if you saw me now, you'd have a certain perception, etc. But where I came from, where I started at, what I've had to go through, my life experiences, that was the defining statement. It's like, oh, like, you don't even know the half. So, yeah.
0: And I think it's really dope that while that's the title, half of the album is one executive producer and half is one MC. So y'all are the halves that make this thing whole. So I think that's a super dope with the title. Uh, LP, what is it like being able to work with an artist like Tylen and being able to executive produce the
1: entire project? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. When when I met TyLynn, I was like, that's a female me. That's all I feel. Yeah. Hey, like, no, for real, like, as a as an MC, you know, I grew up with my man Johnny Noble. And we really took our pen seriously. And that show, thank you, bro, for putting the sneakers all ready right together. That's where we met, and that was our first time getting, being able to witness each other, right? That's right. And then her work ethic is crazy. You know what I'm saying? She can sing, she can rap, she can do it all. You feel me? And so we just sat down. I believe after the Sneakers for right? Um, and we were down at the lab and in the studio till like 4 a.m. 30, 40 people deep. You feel me? So, man, you put it together, bro. Much love and respect. Yeah. A and R, man. A and R. That's what I do. <laughs>
0: So with that we're going to actually play these tracks back during this session. So, we're going to go back to track number 1, man, Kind of High. Yeah. Kind of High. I don't know nothing about that. But
3: uh <laughs> me neither. <laughs> so, what what
0: actually inspired that song uh when you talking to people who may be dealing with certain issues or certain uh, battles with maybe substances and finding a new high and like a high off life, a high off spirituality. What inspired that?
3: Um, I think honestly, just from what I've grown up around, what I've seen, uh, people that I like have had relationships with, et cetera, um, I know that typically like that comes attached with some form of trauma and that is just a form of escape, right? it's not actually a form of healing it's not a form of growth um so that was just my way of trying to give like encouragement in that to say like hey there is something that is actually fulfilling there is something that actually doesn't run out right because that's a habit where it's like any habit you it's gonna run out and you're gonna have to come back to it that's what makes it a habit right so, like, the thing with God, which was really where the inspiration came from, the thing with God is that, like, it's not something that runs out. So I'm just saying, like, there's a better way in essence.
0: Man, right on, right on. Uh, LP, it's funny. I remember when uh, the homie Reggie painted you on the wall, and that was during the time where he was like, you cut your hair, he was like, man, I, I think I'm done. I think I'll get a 9 to 5. Um, what is it like? When you meet people like this that help kind of like that pilot back and you get back to your calling and get back to
1: your high. Right, right, right. So I I've told Ty Lynn several times that she saved my life. As far as um musically, like I was I was I was feeling down, feeling like, you know, I had no real outlet, you feel me? And once we connected, it like like you said, re really reignited my flame. You know what I mean? Lyrically. And also well with the production, you know what I mean. So, Ty th- helped bring me back out. You feel me? So we stepping on next. So man, it's been it's been great. It's been lovely.
3: Praise God.
2: <laughs> uh, the track is called Kinda High, and I noticed that in that second verse, you kind of talked about. Um, you were supposed to be a person who's giving light and kind of judging people. Um, a lot of times people come into religion and they use that as a new type of high, a new type of substance. How did you balance out finding ego and finding purpose?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I realize um, there was like a whole phase that I went through especially like around the time when I was in college right I was very zealous I would say but at the same time I didn't know how to balance what I had found with how to convey that or give that to people that I loved but obviously like I had the concern because I loved them right um and so like I had to realize that love was the 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 greatest part right to just love people right like to be there for people to encourage people um and that's something that like I just I had to find um and I think honestly I only found that I only found that like due to God's grace due to things that I went through and God had to kind of show me, you know what I mean? And through like his grace, I realized like, like, okay, now I need to take that and learn how to translate that like to other people.
2: That's fire. Uh, LP, I got a quick question for you as well. Um, Eric had asked you about how did you kind of refine that passion, rekindle that pilot light. Um, One thing that people don't know is you've been producing. How did you decide to start sharing that talent with other people? And uh, start spreading that gift around the city, cause I know it's one thing you've been
1: sitting on for a while. I mean, I mean, I'ma just be honest with you, right? Every song, and we got some MCs and some singers out here, right? Every song you make is like a is like a child, is like a baby. You know what I mean? So I look at my songs like daughters, right? Um, or a son in this case. And so I finally found someone who is worthy. <laughs> I finally found someone who was worthy. For real. And that's like how I honestly felt. Cause like like you said, bro, I've been doing this since I was 12. You know what I mean? 20 years in the game. Um, but yeah, and just and just understanding her passion and seeing how like even our messages and like just how we carry ourselves aligned. It was just all very natural. You feel me?
0: Sir, man. That's what's up. We uh we gonna get to this second track. I'm gonna call it the lead track, cause this one been out for a minute it's been putting the pressure on us uh, for the album. Uh, We're gonna get into peer pressure. Peer pressure, man. It's, it's funny, I know when a lot of times we think about peer pressure, it's always what is that negative peer pressure that's, that's making us do and be a part of certain things. But let's flip that, even though that's the story of the song. What is it like? What type of peer pressure have you had being around other great people who are really maneuvering and pushing through in this industry?
3: That's good. Um, honestly, <laughs> I feel like me and LP is probably the greatest example that I could think of. Um, which is like going back to one of his songs, like a just a, a lyric that I really love is the um, "I push you and you push me." It's like a shoving match minus the grudge attached. I really feel like that's us. Like to the T like I told LP like the first time I saw him performing with a band it blew my mind. I was like, "Yo, who is that?" I was like, "I need a band." Like instantly, you know what I mean? Um and me and LP we have conversations like all the time and I feel like it's a very mutual thing. It feels like iron sharpening iron all the time. Um and I think for me it just makes me better like in a lot of different ways, even like aside from music, you know what i mean, just the way that LP is a very principled person. Like, I bro, I respect that. A lot. I don't think I've ever told you that. But like like stuff like that, you know what i mean? Um and so yeah, I think it's I think it's a very very beautiful thing. I think that between like me and LP for sure, we have a lot of positive uh peer pressure.
1: Same question, LP. Was well, the question worded
0: again? <laughs> I don't know. I'll be on the fly. I mean, yeah it's was, about how does it feel not necessarily having negative peer pressure but positive peer pressure to achieve
1: um like i said um i I was ready to 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 hang it up, you know what I'm saying lyrically and with the with the production, and like I said, like Thailand is tough, you know what I'm saying, so a lot of times in hip hop, which is like a male dominant sport. We like do the gender divide, and I feel like some male MCs feel comfortable with that. Like, oh, she's on, she plays for the WNBA. Like, no, this is like we at Rucker. She outside with it, and she's dominating both. You know what I'm saying? So, as a MC, as a as a true rapper, as a true artist, as a as a songwriter, she made me be like, oh, snaps. I thought I was tough, and I said, oh, okay, I can't get comfortable, so that that fire got lit.
0: Yes sir. And with that um we going to play the interlude reminiscing real quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cuz I got a little quick. Y'all want to skip the interlude? I mean,
3: no, if you got a question, let's do it.
0: Run the interlude. Real
3: quick.
0: All right. So the, the kind of the question I wanted to ask with that when it when it comes to people who support you and have seen your journey what does it feel like to have those people in your corner who understand exactly what you've been through and are still riding with you to push you to move forward? What is that feeling when you have that, whether it's friends, family, comrades, what does that feel like?
3: um it feels amazing, you know um honestly, I just feel like it's a it's a blessing you know uh because we we have definitely like been through a lot like gone through a lot um and my sister knows she's probably literally like my my best friend you know what i mean um because nobody could understand um nobody could really understand things about me and what we've gone through except for us you know what i'm saying so like yeah it's definitely a blessing and i'm i'm super thankful for it even with like friends who have been around for like 10 plus years you know what I mean? Um, since I was in middle school and I had totally different rap names. Um, it's just yeah, it's a blessing.
0: So um with that, I wanna go ahead and move on to move on. Let's get to it. It's my jam. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh that beat right there is crazy. That beat is crazy. Um, Tylen, when you hear a song like that, like what's kind of take us behind your creation process. Do you hear beats and get inspired or do you kind of already know what you want to do when you when you come to the beat? Like cause a beat like that. How do you how do you work with a beat like that?
3: So the thing is, me and LP sat down and did all these from scratch. So it wasn't really like he's making a beat and sending it to me. We sitting down together and creating it right in that moment. Um, And LP, like once he get into his workflow, like it's just we just I think we kind of catch the same frequency real fast. Um, and yeah, like, it doesn't take me long to know, like, what does this make me feel like? Um, and then from there, I just go off of what it's making me feel, what it like, what's the first thought memory idea that's coming into my mind. And I'm like, oh, I know what this feels like. And this feels like moving on a lot. This feels like it reminds me of just kind of like not ever really staying put. And so, yeah. Yeah.
2: LP, this question is for you. Um, I remember a long time ago you talked about like wanting to get back to your rapping style and like being as creative as we was when we was teenagers. And it's kind of seemed like you hit that kind of that flow when it comes to beats. How did you tap back into creativity when it comes to producing beats? A lot of producers are stale. They have a sound where they can't change up the sound. You produce the whole track, the whole project that don't really sound like. It sounds like different uh, producers
1: are on it. How did you rediscover
2: that ability to kind of tap into that creativity?
1: I mean, um, like like Ty said, like really being hands on. Um, so like he said, we really going from the ground up. And so there was a track we had to cut from the album. So this like real album process. I'm mad about it, but you know what I'm saying, uh, Nayeli. Shh, but my daughter Nayeli out there who talking. Uh, she actually helped like make the beat for the song that got cut, right? So. Literally, it's Thailand being a cappella. She'll hum something, sing something, I get on the keys, like, okay, I feel like you a uh Okay, a little music theory added to it. Okay, then we go from there. And so literally, very little did I do by myself, you know what I mean? It's literally, I give her some bones then she adds the flesh to it, you know what I mean? So really hands on, 50-50. And LP, uh, I'm gonna ask, it sound like your
0: sound, is like from the country, like I'm from the South. So listening to UGK and adding um, organs and stuff, like it sounded like you like sh- strumming the guitar, almost like a banjo, it sounded like a country rap tune. Is it Were you inspired by that sound in the South? Um, is that something that you kind of lean on? Because I hear, me, I hear a lot of Southern, yeah. Yeah. old soul in a lot of your production.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it, Probably like most musicians, you know, every time you see a musician, they say they grew up in the church. You know what I mean? So having having that gospel, having that soul, you know what I'm saying, like from a child. Shout out to my mom, she left, you know what I mean? But you know what I'm saying, we grew up in the church. And so also my family that where I get my culture from is a southern family, you know what I'm saying? So grandma rest her soul, you know what I'm saying? We listen to James Brown and Sam Cook, you know what I'm saying, while she cleaning, you feel me? And uh, I grew up wanting to be a hot boy like Lil Wayne and them. So Manny Fresh, you know, you feel me, Manny Fresh is the goat. You know what I'm saying? So, so like my musicality is based on like emotion, and I want you to feel something, you know what I mean?
0: Sir, yes, sir. We're gonna get into our next track, Old Faith Fool oh, F O O L. I'm not going to lie, I, I really love when MCs show their ability, even doing a, uh, a recall line from the first verse on transparent to then going to a second line, a second verse doing transgenerational. So you went from transgender, transgenerational, and still talking about parent and father in that second. And I don't know if you even did it on purpose
3: yeah but, yeah no, like, exactly. No, like, no, you got it, you got it brother uh,
0: but uh in in that song it's it's like the longing for and understanding what it means for to have that trauma, especially with not having a present father and the importance of fathers typically being placed on that guidance, and then you having to find yourself and way through it what you know what is it about your journey that you uh needed to search for that guidance and how did you begin to find that guidance whether like you talked about your grandmother and and dealing with all of the traumas in your family like how did you get on that path and finding that guidance and
3: um I think for me it was like just so many years of dealing with my emotions right like I was angry a lot like as a kid you know what I mean Um, and some things probably were visible, um, like moments where it was very visible, but I feel like a lot of it, I tried to keep it to myself for the most part because it didn't seem normal to just be angry, which is not, you know what I mean? But like, I dealt with that a lot, like in my, in my childhood, in my youth, and then I got older and once I was going off to college, I was just like, you know, I, I think I have this nipped in the bud. But truthfully, that wasn't the case. It was just I wasn't in the environments that were giving me the triggers. So then you fast forward and then it's like now I'm going into adulthood and all those things are starting to come out because I'm in certain environments or I'm doing certain things. I'm making certain choices. And it was a reflection um of just like my trauma right and so like I think I got tired of repeating the same cycles and I was like I need to like figure this out I need to get out of this because I don't want to be in this I don't like feeling this particular way you know what I mean whatever it may have been and so like from there by literally God's grace um I just kind of went on the journey to to figure it out so that I could get rid of it because I was like I don't want to literally go through my entire life and i'm still dealing with these traumas i'm still dealing with these triggers and these behaviors and all of these different things and so um started doing the work you know what i mean um but from like therapy to like just other things you know what i mean but yeah
2: may is mental health awareness month and I know that you are a believer and a person that walk in faith. How did you come to the effect of uh, ascribing to therapy? Because I know sometimes it is like the in certain areas. How did you see the importance of mental wellness and how do you advocate for that for others?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I tell people all the time, like, Jesus and therapy. That's my thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, But, like, for me, I just, I mean, I think also, like, I'm a realist. Like, yeah, nobody was talking about therapy when I was growing up. And then you talk to people now, tell them about therapy, like, and people that look like us, black folks, will look at you like, I don't need to talk to nobody or can't nobody tell me. But the thing is, it's like but they can because though you can you can call on your friends you can call on your family members etc the truth is they know you there's going to be some level of bias right and then also there's the lack of these people aren't actually studied to be able to identify certain things a lot of times people just going to try to love you they're going to try to give you the best advice that they possibly can but sometimes you do need to step outside of that you need to talk to somebody who doesn't know you who's just going to tell you things objectively who's like this is what's going on. And for me, it was like I knew that, like, once I started attending therapy, if I could talk to somebody who would just give me the language to know what was going on, then I could know how to work through it to change it. But that is the biggest thing. Like, if nobody ever tells you this, this is what it is, then you don't even know the steps to take to start fixing it and, and healing, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: We're going to move to the next song then. One love, one bathroom. All right, now that we done being human, back to the superheroes on the stage. Give it up for Thailand and Pole one more time. (laughs) Real quick, just one one question on that song. When you talk about one love, a lot of people always think uh, Rastafarian, Jamaican, Bob Marley. Uh, What does the concept of one love mean to you uh, in terms of making that? the title for that track?
3: Um, the, honestly, the whole inspiration was just me like really, truly embracing God's love. Um, and that was life changing for me to be honest. Um, because for a long time, honestly, I I learned that I was intellectualizing a lot of my faith. Right. Um, because I can, I can study, I can study, I can learn, um, like, a lot you know what I mean I feel like God has blessed my brain capacity um and so I think for a long time I was kind of intellectualizing faith which also came along with like me like learning a lot I'm knowing a lot and then I'm trying to convict other people in essence you know what I mean but like learning the difference between knowing and truly choosing and submitting and accepting is like totally different um and so for me that's really what it was it was me discovering and it's not necessarily discovering because I think it was always there but like I said it was me just accepting the love that God was giving me always giving me the grace the ways in which he was saving me things that I really had to sit down and that the Lord had to remind me of um and and I think when I really accepted that it just gave me like this this joy that hasn't gone away and and I don't foresee it going away all right, Lord. So you know, but yeah, that's that's really what inspired it. That's what it means to me.
0: All right. Appreciate that, man, for sure. Um, uh, we to I do want to play Nana's prayer because some of us no longer have our nanas. So it is always good to hear from our elders. Amen. Hey. Amen. Shout out to all the elders in the crowd, all the nanas and pawpaws in the crowd. Hey,
1: she she's here too. If y'all want autographs, just wait till after the show.
0: So let's 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 play uh, nana's prayer.
2: We recording, so I guess this question is either for either one of you or both of you, because uh, I've been came to several of y'all shows, and one thing that I noticed is y'all have very great family and friend support. Thailand from your mom and sister at the video shoots, coming to all your shows, LP to your mom, your cousins, your children. How important is it for y'all to have family support to keep doing what y'all doing?
3: Um, I think it's it's everything to be honest, you know, because <laughs> I started writing raps when I was six and a half, seven years old, and like my sister was the person, the first person I wanted to show my raps to when I was writing them, and she would tell me that I was spelling my words wrong, but I was like, it doesn't matter, just look at it, isn't that dope? You know what I mean? So, so um, yeah, it means it means everything to me.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, shout out to my family and the audience too, man. Um, They always coming through. Um, They better, because I'm trying to set the family up. You know what I mean? So I better see them faces. <laughs> no, but um, no, it's a blessing, you feel me? So like like she said, my grandma or our grandma passed away about like two years ago. You know what I mean? And so, uh, Nana, thank you for letting me get adopted. You feel me? So now I got a new one or another one, I should say. And um, for the kids and like my cousins and my mom it just it it makes me feel good that i can i can i can walk in my purpose and i can not be ashamed for them to see me in that light you know what i'm saying i don't think everybody can be proud of what they do so i'm very proud that like my my youngest baby 3 years old out there oldest 14 you know what i'm saying they can come and see me in my fullest element and see like what the creator is doing through me you know what i'm saying and hopefully inspire them cuz the kids love singing too. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, the baby done helped make a song, you feel me? So I love my family, and I I hope they love me too.
0: <laughs> Man, that's a blessing. Uh with that, we're gonna get to the next track. Uh we got Prodigal Son. Oh, Shout out to the house music.
3: Come on. <laughs> to the house
1: music. Yeah, it just yeah.
0: resonates a certain way. Mm-hmm. That's why I was created. Uh, real quick, um I actually think this is one of those songs that is probably the easiest placement on movies just because of the uh the vibe and the vibration that you get from it. Um in creating this LP, um what made you get into the house bag? This is a I guess this is your your screwball on the project if you were a pitcher.
1: Yeah, so so y- y'all see um at the beginning it's like slow, like halftime. And so originally the beat was supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, something like that. And I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna try something different. Like I feel it, you know what I'm saying. Drake did that, honestly, never mind. So he done he done brought it back a little bit. You feel me? And so I said, okay, let's What's ask some. Before back. Drake, man, they be I for sure. <laughs> I'm just in for the new generation. You know what I'm saying? And um, I feel like Tylen was a little hesitant at first. You know what I'm saying? But then after like once I laid all the drums down properly, she said, oh, that's the one. And I feel like probably wrote, recorded it like that night type stuff, you feel me? So that was like an instant banger.
0: And Thailand, and knowing what you stand for and your message, um, did you feel with this type of song, with that type of production, it was important to lay those tracks and be able to not necessarily preach, but give your perspective in places to where that type of song can play? in certain venues that normally that message might not be played just because of the beat. Do you feel like that's important to you to be able to share that message to everybody and get outside of just the, you know, preaching to the choir, so to speak?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that, um, I think I've been blessed to, to operate on both sides of the continuum, right? Um, and I think over time it's kind of helped me to find like the happy medium. I feel like just so as long as I'm giving my most honest truth um, and whatever it is that God puts on my heart that it'll be received by whoever needs to receive it. And sometimes you just got to say what you got to say. Like if 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 there's something heavy on your heart that you feel needs to be said, just say it uh just quick backstory real short but like that song came about because i did a freestyle literally singing that hook in my kitchen i didn't like sit and think about or write i just freestyled it it just came out because god literally put it on my heart and i just started singing god put your hands on the babies we need it. i don't know why it came to my heart but i did just started randomly singing it and then like recorded a video of myself singing it i sent it to lp and i said bro i think we need to do something with this and yeah.
0: Hey, that's what happens when they speak through. They speak through you. Now we finna get to the song that hopefully y'all get a call about in the very near future. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's, it's
3: good. Oh, what well, okay, you're right. In the in the near the, future the, there you go, yeah. yeah we want them me if you care. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> you know Swiss don't play.
3: <laughs>
0: but we gonna hope for it in the, in a good way, man. We're gonna run again and again. It's rocking, oh yeah. rocking. When it, I just want to ask, when it's, it's funny, that song is, you know, again and again, so it's like falling as far as getting off your path, but also falling back in love with God's grace and mercy. Um, how have you, uh, through your journey, have you been able to find yourself to continuously want to grow and seek God, even though you may fall, well, or I would say waver, but never stray too far?
3: Um, man, honestly, I really feel like just, just God's grace, you know? Um, so like shout out to my family, like, because I always say I'm super thankful that my family like planted the seed of faith in me since a child, because I think otherwise, I don't know if I even would have had any interest in like, um, opening myself up to the Lord period. You know what I mean? And that's just because of everything that we went through. So like, um, I think it's really just like God's grace as to why I keep falling because there have been provisions in my life that literally I could only owed, I could only owe to God. I'm talking about things that are very, very specific. Um, which is why I say things like, you know, I know what you showed me and I know what you told me and literally nobody could tell me any different. So yeah, it's just really God's grace. I got a
2: quick question for you because the title of this project is "You Don't Know to Have," and one thing you keep talking about is God's grace. Could you give us an example of what God's grace looked like?
3: Oh man, we that can would, know to have. Yeah, that would that would take that would take forever. But like honestly, like just the things that like we experienced growing up, the things that we did not have, the moments that we've encountered that like to some degree, could feel like near-death moments. Um, And the fact that, like, we're still here. We're not people who just have hate carrying it around, like, in our heart, Um, etc. And and really, all of that was from, I think, literally leaning into our faith and God showing up, like, when we needed it. So, for me, that's probably just a general way to say the example. Yeah. yeah
0: and I think that's a a uh, good segue into the next track um, when we talking about Leap taking that leap. So let's run that. Leap. I'm going to ask you real quick, LP. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. As
0: somebody who's been an artist for a long time and really been working in this industry, um, what is it like to continue to tell you know your family the family that depends on you that you have fully committed and taken that leap into your calling into one of your gifts and your talents what is it like just moving through that process and staying true to that to that
1: jump oh man so so just as of right now it's been very time consuming um so with everything you know the law of exchange you know it's a sacrifice for everything and um but it's it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make for the betterment of my children and my family. You know what I'm saying? So like she was saying something in the in the old faith about chance trans, transgenerational, right? Um, we trying to do that with the wealth. You know what I'm saying? So I'm putting my best foot forward and like together, you like you said, you don't know the half. The both of us have taken the leap and like made a major step, you feel me? So yeah.
0: And and Thailand, when when you are when you take that 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 jump and you talk about going through your process and not really having to be concerned about you know who's in the way how does how is it balancing making sure people who are important understand that you're still with them but you have to continue to push forward on what you're supposed to be doing
3: yeah amen that's a great question um So I think for me, I had to get to a place where I learned my capacity. Right. So like I want to pour out like I want to love. I want to be there for the people that love me as well. Um, But I also have to know that at the same time, if something gets to the point where it is like literally causing for me to like, lose all of my peace for me to start feeling like I'm empty to start feeling like I don't have anything else to give I I got I had to learn to just dial back and just in essence like value my no you know what I mean because I know that I'm walking in my purpose so like if something's gonna try to come along and disrupt disrupt that I really mean like if I hurt you along the way it wasn't a part of my plans but like um how many times can I keep reiterating you know, the exact same thing. Like, I can still love you, but, like, not at the cost of having to, um, like I said, sacrifice, like, my my peace and my purpose. So, yeah.
0: So, as the old folks say, us old folks charge it to my head, not my heart.
3: Come on. Who <laughs> <Hey. laughs> finished that sentence out there? You are showing your age.
0: <laughs> we old. No. Uh, so we're going to get into the final track, man, of this amazing project. We're going to get into Blue Skies. Man, I, I'm going to start this just on technical. On LP and, and Thailand, I'm going to yeah, be honest. Yeah, that yeah. ending track is not an ending track. That's like a to be continued. And if I'm, am I correct in my analysis of what that sound is? It's only the beginning. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So LP, I'm going to be uh, with this album and how you sequence it. A lot of albums typically start off with the production being super heavy as opposed to this one being... More of the artists and the lyrics speaking at the beginning, and you saving that super heavy bangers for the end. Uh, was that was that done on purpose to 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 where you could even have an artist to where they can carry the the front, and you carry not necessarily carry, but you really shine through on these back uh, these back uh, songs on the end of the on the tail of the album.
1: So 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 the the producer in me right. So like. Me and Tylen like real life bro and sis, right? And so to the point where like I know she be getting annoyed because I'm very uh, critical. You feel me? I always got an idea or something to say. You feel me? Um, but but my main thing as like a producer, understanding me as a rapper on the on the flip reverse, right, is that the project is supposed to highlight the MC. So everything was made very intentional to highlight the lyrics like even if you hear like we got some bass but there's many moments in the songs where you just got to listen ain't no bass gonna break through it's all treble you know what I'm saying so that's very intentional um and it's a roller coaster all emotion all emotion
2: um I think just as I'm coming to the end of this project um my question for you Thailand to kind of wrap this out What's something that we should be taking from this project we don't know to have? We know about your brand, really resilient. We know about your messaging. But as somebody listening to this project, what's something that you want them to take from this moving forward?
3: Um, I'm hoping that people can take this story of, like, redemption and hope. That's what I'm really hoping to give people um, through this, right? I'm hoping that this paints a good picture of how I got to be where I am. And more than that, when you hear this... And you think to yourself, wow, like she's experienced that. She's been through that. She used to think like that. And then you see me now and you go, maybe the stuff she's talking about in these songs really is what she says it is, right? Maybe there really is hope and light at the end of the tunnel because I see where she is. I see this joy. I see this, this, this hope, this faith. And she's telling me she's been through all of these things and this was the solution to it. So that's what I'm hoping that people take away.
0: Yeah. And again, you don't know the half, and the album is out June 2nd. Next
3: Friday.
0: Next Friday, Next June Friday, 2nd. next
1: Friday.
0: So make sure y'all cop that
3: and buy it. Yeah. And make sure y'all go back to the merch table and buy these shirts. We about to go back there, and we going to meet y'all there. But before we do that, we're going to have a Q&A and allow for you guys to ask, oh my goodness, we going to allow for you guys to ask us some questions um, about the album. Real,
1: real quick, real quick. Um, there's a cordless mic somewhere. Um, so just some shout outs, man. Shout out to Marcy Ace and the Culture House for like holding us <laughs> space. Oh, we turned off. but We, we still good. Shout out to Chef West back here spinning. <laughs> and, and last but not least, uh, Big Ben, the prodigy. Can you stand up so the people can, can see you? this is this is the uh this is the engineer the man behind all the magic and the polishing yo denny appreciate you bro and,
3: and more th- and more than that is well not more but equally as much as that i want to give a shout out to ben's wife pilar but i'm gonna tell y'all why though i'm gonna tell y'all why seriously ben was staying up till like 3 30 in the morning to mix and engineer these songs you feel me like literally going from his nine to five straight into the studio making sure that he polished these as much as we wanted like i'm talking about any revision we asked for he said it's nothing we gonna do it to the point where we're getting emails at 2 30 i'm asleep i don't see it until the morning but i'm like ben bro go to bed at this point it's already the next day but that's how much he dedicated but honestly if it wasn't for having a wife who was really supporting him that would not be happening. So I don't want to overlook that at all. Thank you, sis. I love you too. Yeah. All right, we about to open it up to y'all. I almost
2: failed. It's okay. I, I got to One thing,
3: how is it being an artist and keeping a job? Because when I listen to these beats, and you talking about me saying up until 2.30, and I know I come to your house, You got you in the studio. I'm like, I got nowhere to find her at. But, like,
0: how is it having a job
2: and doing another job at the same time? Like, don't you get tired?
3: No, um, honestly, don't get tired. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's really just like the passion. To be honest, I feel like I know that this is my purpose, and I know that this is what God is calling me to. So I know that God is going to make a way for it. It just really took me a while to get to the place where I started doing it God's way instead of my own, and I've already been seeing like the fruit of that come to fruition. So like I already know that it won't be long. But yeah, I don't I don't get tired because it's really like my passion.
0: Hey. Yeah. Next question. Over there. Mm-hmm.
3: You. <laughs> <laughs> that a joke first? <laughs> No.
0: <laughs> no, but I want to ask you um being a female, black female. What made you your album is it just so refreshing. Compared to what I hear most black females coming out the gate with. What made you take that direction instead of sexualizing yourself and all that stuff?
3: Um, so I think this kind of started from young, right? Like when I first started writing raps, and then you have to understand who my influences were. I started writing around six or seven, and what was being played in my house was DJ Quick and Project Pat and Lil' Flip and you know, Big Mo and you know what I mean so like um and then like on the women's side it was more like Erica Badu or Lauren Hill or um Brandy so like I I didn't really take to or ascribe to like the other female artists like type of music um but then also too I think really like my mom you know like my my mom I don't think that was ever even an option and I wouldn't I and and I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't want to it was never my 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 purpose like as far as making music even from being young like I had an older cousin who told me like rap about what's happening in your life and only rap about that because that's what people want to hear and that's what's going to help people he told me that at 11 and that never left me so yeah okay I'm, um hey, hey, hi, hi. Hi. Hi, hi. Okay. This is a, what I want to know. Yes, we did. We we went through life, and life was not easy, but it gave you a testimony. Do you wish that your life had been different? No, not at all. Not at all. I don't I don't wish that my life would have been different, um because everything happened the way it was supposed to. It was purposeful, you know. Um and at the end of the day, I feel like it's the thing that that showed me that God was in the middle of all of it because of everything that we went through and experienced and the fact that I could be on the other side of it. I know that was literally nothing but God keeping his hand like on us, you know. So, yeah. Thank you, mom. <laughs>
2: From a little girl up, you always have to beat in your head. Now, this is nothing new with y'all here. This is not new for her. That beat has always been in her head. She, my husband, had to take the bat from her so many times for beating on the pole. She
3: was beat, beat, beat. It was on the pole, on the wall, because it was in her head. It was always there. So I just want you to follow the beat. That's
2: always
0: been there, continue on with it. And so I'm so proud of you. Thank yes. you All right, Talene. um My question comes to, to you with this project spe- uh, specifically. Um, one thing I love about your music is the, the entendres and similes and metaphors that um, take so much effort and thought, even just to understand when uh, we're delivering it. And I just want to know uh, when putting together this project, what were some of like your most um, intense bars or, or that you thought about We were, like either it just came to you like, oh, wow, that's hard. Or you we were like working the hardest, like kind of fit the words together to kind of deliver the message you were looking for. What, what were like some of
3: the biggest punchlines that stuck out to you in this project? Oh, wee. Uh, 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 hold
1: on, hold on. More like nurturing cattle.
3: <laughs> you know, raising the stakes. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that was one of them easier bars, but kind of like in that same vein, um, I think one was kind of the um, like who put the right inside of my dough to slow the rise of my bread up. That was one that was a little bit more complex when I put it together. And I was like, ain't nobody gonna get this bar, but I'm gonna say it anyways. You know what I mean? Like the MCs will come back to it and be like, hold on, what's she saying? Then be like, yo, that's crazy. Um so that was like one of the ones I would say. And then I think when I on um on Old Faithful, when I did the um the whole scheme with the this the way that we'll love Jada, no, this the way Jada love Pac, the type of love that when they try to take it, you tell them kick or punch right or slap rocks because will smith slapped chris rock because jada pinkett smith was mad but it's like the love that he had for her was the love she had for tupac so that's yeah that was another one of them yeah it sucks I wanted to say what made you stay consistent as an artist because I feel like as an artist um, it's not easy trying to drop music all the time because you know it takes a lot of effort and work Uh, but what made you stay consistent? Oh that's a great question and yeah it's not so really like if there's artists out here man who are on the come up and they really putting the work in support them y'all because it really means everything but um, I think the thing that kept pushing me um especially in this season and and I think I can speak to this season more than anything is like my team like when I say like these brothers right here like they work so hard and they, they push me, like, in the, within the same vein that I pushed them. That meant a lot to me. It really made me feel like, yo, I can't have step. I can't be, you know what I mean, like, sleeping because I got people that really, really believe in me and what I'm doing. And will be like, hey, yo, Ty, what you doing today? Let's make a beat. Or Ben is like, Ty, you got something? Send it my way. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, I better make something then. Um, and so, like, yeah, I think that was definitely one of the things. And then also um, – I think really just listening. Right. Uh, Because there was a season where I was just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if this is it for me. You know what I'm saying? But I think that um, honestly, and it may sound like it's played out, but I don't care. I'm gonna keep saying it. I feel like God really just showed me and reaffirmed it for me to be like, no, this is what I have always called you to do. Like my Nana said, like I told you I started writing when I was like six and a half, seven God showed me no this is what I called you to do you just been on the wrong path with it I need to get you on this path and once I chose the path that God was telling me I needed to be on it's just like I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm in the place that I'm supposed to and that really just keeps my fire lit like as well so yeah I wanted to ask, um, <laughs> can you like? All right. Oh, okay. you guys, uh, <laughs> Can you speak to some of the times when you had an idea that you couldn't really figure out? Like, how did you push through and fulfill that idea? Or when did you come to the point where you decided to just move on? Like, can you speak to any of those situations? Right. Like, what was your thought process when you get stuck? How long will you stay there? And I don't know, just like maybe um, speak to a time where you pushed through or you decided to move on to something better. For sure, and you're referring to writing, right? Yeah. Okay, so Blue Skies, the last song on the album, perfect example. Like I wrote the, well, the hook, I just kind of like freestyled the hook, so I had that part. I wrote the first verse. The second verse I did not write until literally maybe like four or five months later um, and it really took for me to be in another place. And I was telling LP, I was like, I don't want to force it, but nothing feels right. Like, because the thing is, I can write just to write like God has gifted me the gift of writing so I could just be creative and write but I was like I don't want to just write to write I want to actually feel like this is coming from my heart and it really took for us to I wrote the second verse in Mexico actually like in Cancun Mexico and it just came to me I was just like standing on the balcony and I was just looking out the sky was mad blue I'm seeing like birds I'm seeing like all this beauty And then suddenly I just get this, I've been traveling around the world, seeing many things. And I say, oh, this is the second verse to Blue Skies. And so really, like, I just walk away from it. I don't force it. And I feel like if it's meant to come back, it'll come back to me. Hey, Sniper in the Building, that's another one of uh, my producers that I work with, y'all. He's been producing most of the Really Resilient series, the song. I drop a song every Thursday. Just, yeah. Right,
0: um, first, I just want to give White Poe his flowers, because he really did his thing on the beats. Uh, come know, on, man. I was right there, my head. Uh, this is so crazy from a producer standpoint. Like it, that was magnificent. So, you, bro. you did great on that. Um, my question for you is, how did you come to a point of Theme in the album the way you did when it came to like um, you don't know to have been telling your story and all the things that you went through how did you get to that point of like this is what I want this album to be about
3: mm-hmm. um so me and LP is interesting how we collectively maybe by like the what the third third or fourth record when we conceptually was like where we going you know what I mean and just based on the few songs that we had made they were really so reflective of just like my life and all of that stuff that we were just kind of like it's like man you don't know the half because I really was this was LP's first time also hearing like my life in these stories aside from just conversations that we had that we have had and it really was like a dang this is crazy. So, you know what I mean? I think um, that's kind of like how we came up with that portion of it. And then from there, because it was like like my debut album, my first project, I wanted it to be the foundation, right? So I could have just made a bunch of like fun songs and things that sound cool and will get playlisted. But I was like, no, nah, I want like when people go back and go like, let's go listen to Thailand's uh, first album, you find out who I am. So then from there, now I can just keep building and and doing whatever I want, you know what I mean? With with a purpose, obviously, but yeah. We got one final question. Okay, come on. I'm gonna ask this for my dad. How do
1: you create those good beats? How? How? Oh, man, so... um, I'm very thankful to the creator that I got like, you know what I mean, No, I got a hell of a ear. I got a hell of a ear. I, I can't read music, I can't do none of that, but I can feel it in my soul, you feel me? So, I just, you, man, you done seen me, boy. You know what I'm saying? He done helped me. But man, shout out to my son, That's I'm light pole, that's flashlight, you feel Come me? Come on. And we got night light falling asleep in a cousin lap, you know what I mean, shout out to cuz. Um, But, yeah, man, just putting my soul into it, son, and, like, you know what I mean, trust in the process. Yeah, yeah.
3: Amen. Thank y'all so much. We really, really, truly appreciate it. Like, it means the world to us. Seriously.
0: Man, with that being said, man, we gonna end this uh, amazing event. Make sure y'all cop the album June 2nd. Support. We got T-shirts for sale. And...
1: 25 in the back. Let's go. Make sure Help y'all Donations. Go.
0: Make sure y'all see them at these shows coming up as well, man. Juneteenth, Juneteenth,
1: June 17th. Yeah. We're going to be out there the Joy Fest, and we're going to have live band, right? Yep,
3: yeah, yep. Yeah. June 17th, y'all can catch us live playing with live bands. It's going to be super dope. So Juneteenth
1: yeah.
3: Joy Fest. Man, thank y'all so much, yeah, man. Yeah, thank, thank y'all. y'all. Thank y'all.
0: The beats. The, beats. the, flow. the flow. The rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Streets saying our podcast.